Season two, Mad Handle Podcast. Welcome Hello. back, everyone. Oh, how you doing, Big Easy? We're back. I'm feeling good. New NBA season. It's all started again. The expectations, everything. I love it. I love just just see it, just hearing a basketball like on the hardwood, like while you're watching the game. You know, the little shoe squeaks and everything. It's just just amazing. And what's even better is that we were able to work up a sponsorship with NBA League Pass. So now me and you could uh, for the you know. uh, for the low low price of two hundred dollars for the season. We we sparked up a little partnership with NBA. They were like, listen, Mad Handle, we're going to give you the same price we give everybody else. <laughs> yeah. With and, commercials, uh, with commercials. <laughs> Just the same deal the general like public gets, but um, like best of luck. <laughs> hey, we're running with it. We are. Um, so, so question for you. Have you been using that a lot? Honestly, half. Half? Okay. Half is, is, is half more than I expected. Well, I actually, I use the recaps a lot. I love the recap. Oh, okay. I haven't used the recap yet. So they do, you could watch the full game. You could watch the game condensed. It says like 30 minutes, but it's like actually like 15 to 20. Okay. Or they do, again, it says nine minutes or 10 minutes, but it's like fucking five. It's like the ESPN like trailer, like uh recap video that you get five minutes but, um, is, is a good amount of time like, i think that's perfect if you, but yeah it's good like you get the gist of what's going on and like you see like big plays big dunks and whatnot nice so it's cool so have you seen the above the rim camera angle like the top of the backboard camera angle no how do i do that so it, it's only for s- certain games i don't know what you know qualifies it as a game to have that I was watching the Rockets game for like a few minutes and uh, you could have clicked on a visual that gives you the camera above the backboard. Kind of weird, but like kind of cool to watch the game from that angle. Almost like a 2K view, right? Yeah, exactly. Even though I hated that view playing. Oh, that was, dude, I think that's like, I'm dating myself, but I'm pretty sure that's like the standard view now. Really? I haven't played a video game in like maybe 15 years. Yeah, it's been it's been a very long time. I like there's sometimes when I walk past like a a PlayStation or an Xbox, I don't know what these kids call them these days, but uh <laughs> there's like when I walk past I'm like damn, like I would not mind buying like a PlayStation and NBA 2K20 just to like play again. Uh, yeah, I watched a commercial and I'm like, man, like fuck it. Like that would be so cool. But then I know what would happen. I would get it. I'd be pumped. I'd sign online and I'd get fucking whooped. Man. <laughs> little arrogant prick. Yep. And I'd shut it off and I'll play it for fucking six months. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's a great segue into our first topic. Cause that's how I feel about the New York Knicks where, where, you know, y- you turn it on, you're really excited. And then you just turn it off for the next six months and just don't even pay attention. It's tough. It's tough. Well, I would like to say before we get into the Knicks, cause I'm curious about what's going on here. Um, just to inform the audience, uh, we, we now have a, uh, a Western conference 
affiliate or reporter. So yeah. uh, what's uh, what, what's the news, KP, on uh, what's going on Nick-wise? What do you, like, I know you have a year to the ground. What are you <laughs> saying over in Dallas? Over, over in Dallas, I, I, I can hear the chants ringing through the fields here in Dallas of Fire Fisdale. You hear them in the garden, you hear them in Texas, you hear them on the beaches of California. It's just ringing. It's ringing through the Northeast. I read an article, I think it was today on Twitter by some Nick Jerkoff, and they were like, they referred to the Fire Fisdale chants. They were like, yeah, there was, there was a faint Fire Fisdale like chant in MSG. Uh, I don't give a fuck if it's faint, yeah. loud, whatever the fuck it is. We are seven games into the season. If we are chanting to fire the coach seven games in, we have an issue. Yeah, we do. Um, to be honest with you, I've been chanting fire Fisdale ever since we missed out on KD and Kyrie and all these free agents. Isn't like, that why he was supposed to be here? Yeah, he's supposed to be this guy that you know resonates with all these stars and – you know, has good relationships with all these people, yet our biggest free agents are Julius Randle and Taj Gibson, you know, like Bobby Portis. Like these guys, they're not guys that put you over the top. These are players that you sign to, you know, be role players on your team. And we also literally signed every available power forward on the market. So I can't, I can't blame Fizdale for that. I just don't get it. I don't get why. Well, that's why I find these chants like very laughable or like any of these like surprise Knicks are one and six. Yeah, no shit, idiots. <laughs> yeah. What did you think was going to happen? So, all right. So I, I feel that the, the, the chants are justified. Um, I mean – you don't play Frank the first two games. Like I, I hate Frank. I hate him. <laughs> I do. I really, I really just don't like the guy. And you know, he's a professional. Like he's a great kid. Like whatever. He, he's just never gonna be what we need him to be. But, but for that three hours after that French game, yeah, we thought that there was like a new Frank. <laughs> I don't know what – I don't watch m- much overseas basketball, but I don't know what the big difference is there where Frank just loses all offensive ability once he crosses over the pond. <laughs> but uh, but, but to, to, to that point, to, to leave it at Frank, like you don't play him the first two games. He, he's getting like 18 minutes a game. You know, you're playing guys, you know, like Peyton – you know, you're, you're trying to give Wayne Ellington some more minutes. Like, if we're going to be this record right now, we, we should be a young team. We should be playing. Like, Kevin Knox coming off the bench makes no sense to me. Like, why, you know, why are his second year, this is the year, and he has been playing better, right? He's been shooting better. He is atrocious on defense. Yeah, I mean, I know. Which I don't understand, dude. Like, you're all arms. Tremendous. Tremendous. Like, like, his, his, had, do you see him? Like, he's, he's a lot bigger this year. His, his arms are so fucking long. Like, dude, what? I don't, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Yeah. It, it, it should, if, you're not, if you're losing, at least lose with Trier, Frank, Mitchell Robinson, 
and Kevin Knox and obviously R.J. Barrett on the court. Like Marcus Morris, like, you know, Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, you know, all these guys. Like, yeah, I mean, Julius Randle sucks, by the way. Like, I don't know. He's terrible. The epitome of a bad team, a good stats guy. Big time. Like, he should have been signed by the Kings. Oh, yeah. Like, anytime – if the game's close and you give him the ball, he's dribbling it off his foot no matter what, or he's taking some crazy three-point shot for no apparent reason. Oh, wait. Wait, don't forget about when he puts his head down and runs into you like a fucking bowling ball and then is yeah. surprised at the offensive foul. And Fisdale's calling him a point forward. Like – are we talking about the same guy, Julius Randle, a point forward? No, that, that should not be in the same sentence. What's your thoughts on, on him playing RJ at the point? I like it. I mean, I don't think he's not a point guard, but I trust him with the ball more than I trust, like, almost any other guard. I, I, you know, you, you, they tried playing Alonzo Trier there for a little bit, mm-hmm. but – he, he's just a chucker, like, and you can see that. You know, oh, he's, yeah. he's not a guy that's going to give up the ball. He, he's going to put it up. So he's not creating for anyone. At least R.J. Barrett looks for people. But, I mean, we, we, it's the same problem we've had for 20 years. We don't have a point guard. But, uh, yeah, I guess I, it, it made me th- think of that because, like, of, like, playing guys out of position. Yeah. Like, I, I totally understand, like, giving Barrett point guard minutes. I mean, like, Jason Kidd played Giannis at, at point when he was a rookie. Like, sure. you need to, like, get these guys reps. Like, I'm all, like, for that. But, like, can we also, like, try and, like, have a real offense and run, like, a, oh, okay, this is – I know we're going to put you at point, but, like, can you, like, do it against a second unit? Yeah. Like, I don't like, want to have RJ start at fucking point guard. We drafted a guy number eight overall to be our fucking point guard. Yeah. Just play him. Just, play him. Just play We're trash. him. We're trash. We're so Play bad. him anyway. I just – I don't understand. That's And that's why – that's what I point to, like, Fisdale on. Like, dude, we're yeah. going to lose. We're terrible in crunch time. If it's in crunch time and we're in a close game, we're losing that game no matter what. Oh, yeah. Because we just don't have anyone to go to. RJ's still young, and he can't hit free throws, which is mind-boggling. But there's no one else on the team that you could give the ball to when it's time to you know make a bucket that you could depend on. So, like, I know this may be, like, a fucking really crazy idea here, but, like – like maybe we could we run a play, <laughs> and, and and another thing, yeah, that's another reason why we get rid of Fizdale. A crunch time comes and it's just literally everyone like just staring at each other and like somebody he dribbles for like fifteen seconds and then is forced into like a contested jump shot or drives into the paint and everyone collapses and he fucking forgets what to do, like. Yeah. Ah. I, I don't like run a couple off ball screens. Be creative. Off. Be a coach. Yeah, like fuck. We know the product isn't good. Can you at least like make a good cut? I I, I don't know. It like so I think it was the Nets game. 
you know, it was crunch time. Obviously Kyrie was doing his thing and like just putting daggers in everybody's heart. But there was, a t- we called a timeout and, and the play after that was literally Julius Randle dribbling behind the three point line, forgetting how much time's left and just chucking up a three. Like run a play. It's so weird. Like, why do you call timeouts? It's just like, we're, we what keep saying the timeouts. Yeah. Like what is it? Hey, how's, how's everyone doing? <laughs> what just, are you saying in the timeouts? He just scratches his bald head. I, I don't know. I mean, I would fire him, but. Why is he bald? He's got a full head of hair. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's weird. He just tries to, I, honestly, as a bald guy myself, I can't believe someone would do that to themselves. What an arrogant fuck. Right? You, you know, fuck him. Fire him. <laughs> That's enough. That's all I needed to hear. That fake bald motherfucker. You got a full fucking head of hair, man, and you're going to just <laughs> bick it like that? Okay. Shave daily? You arrogant bitch. Unbelievable. <laughs> what, what are you, who are you trying to, are you trying to be Michael? Like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I'm all for uh, firing him, just whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. But it, it's the uh, same old story. Hold on. It, fire Fizdale, like, for who, because of what, to do what. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> I get it. I get yeah. it. But can we also just take one step back and can we just look at the common, like, denominator that has been here? for a lot of the past 20 years of dysfunction. And it's, it's Dolan's whipping boy, Steve fucking Mills. I know. Dude, st- I can't believe he still has a job. It's unbelievable. How the fuck does he still have a job? He's, he a, he's on the, the president of basketball. Dude, he's been around for every bad fucking GM that we've had. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Fired with them. I like how would uh, he must give a mean blowjob. I don't <laughs> definitely. Or he's like JD and the straight shooters, number one fan. Yeah, he like runs he's, the fan club. He's the backup drummer. He's at every <laughs> has a oh. Facebook group, like sends yeah. out invites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Handing out T-shirts before every concert. Oh, what a fucking loser! But. I mean, it sucks the top, right? It's always going to be Dolan until – I thought that Perry might be the, you know, the thing that kind of smooths things over, kind of like that, the right person at the right time. But, I mean, you literally just signed a roster of just like C-plus or B-minus players. And then you plug them into a young team and you play them over the young guys. That is what doesn't make sense. And this is going to be the ultimate like Nick, like fanboy, like moment right now. But if, if that's what your goal was and you were going to sign guys like that and play them over the young guys, I'd much rather watch Mello chuck a contested 18-foot jump shot than Marcus fucking Morris. Yeah. Same game. Same game, but Marcus Morris is a little bit uh, younger. And probably not as good as if we were just 
plug Mel- hoodie mellow. You put hoodie mellow out there. He's going to, he'll give you 18 points and like seven rebounds. Well, you, you got to forget Marcus Morris hits people in the face with basketballs. How funny is that? That oh, <laughs> he did that. Oh, yeah, Nick's back. We're setting this tone. We're getting fucking blown out by like thirty by the Sacramento Kings seven games into the season. Hit somebody now, Marcus. Hmm. Don't hit the fucking G League scrub who's not even on a fucking roster now because it was preseason. You pussy bitch. Yeah. Ugh. We could go on for hours about this. Uh... But what do you say we switch it on over to, a, I mean, another team that's kind of rebuilding but seems to be a step closer than us is the forever rebuilding Phoenix Suns. Are they for real? It's a good question. It's a really good question. I don't think so, but I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on that. So they beat the Clippers. Yeah. And they beat the undefeated Sixers. Now, no Embiid, which is a big deal. It's a really big deal, yeah. But, like, dude, I watched that game. Thank you, NBA League Pass. Um, <laughs> I, well, I watched the fourth quarter of that game. But still, uh, dude, like, they're, like, a good team. They have pieces. Like, they're, like, crunch time five, like, makes sense. yeah. That's, that's like, kind of vital. And that's, like, what makes sense. I mean, that's what, like, shows a team versus, like, the Knicks. Like, when you put a group of five dudes out there that, like, oh, fuck, okay. Like, Rubio runs point. And Booker gets the buckets. And Saric yeah. does all the glue shit. Kelly Oubre does a bunch of glue shit and plays defense. And then we have Aaron Baines to just be a big, dumb retard. And it yeah. like you're like okay, I get it. Like this, this actually works. It definitely makes sense. And I mean, Devin Booker's like he, he's a stud. He he's a bona fide all star. Dude's just lights out. Can shoot from anywhere. Um, but it was always about like, oh, is this guy just like a stat stuffer? And I don't think he is. I think they're you know they're obviously getting better. The other guy, DeAndre Ayton, who got suspended. I mean. Those are two really big pieces. I mean, they're on the upswing, but I'm also kind of hesitant because they are the Suns. Now, I saw, like, the funniest tweet ever yesterday. So, you know how, like, they do, like, it'll be, like, in real life, and they'll say something, and they'll be, like, woke life, and they'll say something like some abstract, whatever the fuck thing. Yeah. And they were, like, in real life. Like, Phoenix, like Phoenix passes on Doncic. And whatever. Yeah. Woke life. Pass on Doncic to draft DeAndre Ayton to tank for a year, to feed him drugs, to give him a diuretic to get suspended. All to just start Aaron Baines at center and go five and two. <laughs> Love it. Woke life. That's I thought it was I was cracking up. Um I think the whole drug thing is fucking ridiculous because everyone's on drugs. Enough of this bullshit. What? Like what? It, was it weed? Uh, probably. I mean, like, he, no. he took some. Like, he. I. I want to know if he took like that utopia, like green piss test, or, like the green piss drink. <laughs> that would be hysterical. That'd be hysterical. He's I trying hope. to. He goes. He walks into utopia by a. Uh, 
fucking beanie hat or something <laughs> and, a, and a piss test. A draw rug too and just walk that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Like, it's going to be funny like when he comes back because they do have like an odd like chemistry. But I also, can we take a step back and like just realize we're only seven games into the year? Yeah. Like, I... But do you know who's playing really big minutes for them? Who's that? Frank the Tank Kaminsky. Yeah, that's not that's not lasting too long. It's not going to hold up. It's <laughs> no. just not going to hold that, up. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you have Devin Booker, whatever. Aiton comes back, you have him. Kelly Oubre, he's a nice player. But, like, then, I mean, Rubio, he's a good point guard. I don't know. It, it just seems like, like a, a mix and match of players on this team. It's the Suns. They're, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm calling it now. They're, they're not five and two good. Aaron Baines, like, he's averaging like, I don't know, like 16 points a game right now. That's not going to hold up. Yeah. Yeah. The, the West is too tough. Booker will slow down. I mean, I, I know he's still going to hit his shots, but they're still like two pieces away from actually being a playoff contender, I feel. They are number two in the Western Conference right now, tied with the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm still saying, yeah. That is fucking hysterical. Good for them. At least, you know, they're slowly starting to, to make some of those moves. I, I still don't get their roster. Like, I don't understand some of these players like Tyler Johnson and, and even Frank Kaminsky and, like, why you trade for Aaron Baines. Like, uh, I don't know. Well, I, don't, I mean, if Aiton's going to be your franchise cornerstone, like, Aaron Baines is a solid backup five. I get it, but you, you're also paying him a good amount of money to be your backup. True. True, but you're not going to fucking sign any marquee guys. You're Phoenix Suns. You never sign a free agent. That's a good point. Well, you have to build through the draft. And I feel like besides – I mean, Booker was a good pickup. So was Aiton. But besides that, I don't think they really hit on any of their draft picks. I mean, look at – what's his name? Marquise Chris. That guy was drafted in, like, the top ten, right? Oh, yeah. And he's okay. he's been on, like, four different teams now. Uh, what about uh... – Shit, I was gonna say it's. I was gonna say Jaron Jackson, but it's not Jaron Jackson. Uh, oh, Josh, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. He could never yeah. shoot, and he just literally just never learned how to shoot. Top five, Dragon Bender. Remember that guy? Oof. Yeah. So like, there, there's still a couple pieces away. I'm curious because like I, I thought this dude was gonna be really good straight out of college, and it didn't really like translate last year. I wonder if the second year will, will be a thing. Is Mikhail Bridges? Yeah, I, I do like him as a player. I like his brother more, Miles. That dude yeah. could dunk. He could dunk, man. I want to see him in the dunk contest. But yeah, I, I'd like to see Mikhail Bridges. I, I don't think he's getting too many minutes over there, or from what what I'm seeing here on uh, in his stats, he he's not really putting up the numbers that you think he would be. But you never know. It's only seven games into the year. A four-year guy out of Villanova, 
he like he won the NCAA title. I don't know. I just thought for sure he, I thought he was going to be like your typical college jerk off who like he's twenty three, comes into the league like way older than everybody else. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's Frank Kaminsky. He's Frank Kaminsky. He's Adam Morrison. He's all these guys that they they play their four years. They're seniors. Oh, they're going to the NBA now. And okay, great. You're going to be a eighth man on the bench. Good. Have fun. And isn't that funny? Like, it, I feel like the four-year thing, it used to be like, oh, it was like a, a sought-after thing. Like, oh, yeah, that guy did four years. That's great. And now it's like, like you did four years because you have to. We've got the North Carolina Tar Heels getting ready to take Yeah, I mean, just the North Carolina Tar Heels. I was looking up Ka- Cameron Johnson, who they drafted in the first round. <laughs> I actually thought that you were trying to like uh, oh, North Carolina uh, dig at me. And I was like, wow, good. that's incredible. Shit. Never mind. No, I was not talking about Cameron Johnson. That was a dig at UNC trying to build a NCAA team. You ain't that creative. I know. <laughs> but yeah, go, going back to Cameron Johnson, uh, he's 23, another guy, another four-year guy that okay great like what are you gonna get out of him like you you're seeing i think with four-year guys you're seeing their potential already you're not really like there's not much room to grow what you see is really what you get and unless you're getting that star player what's the point yo devin booker is 23 he's played like what four years already yeah, he came out in 2015. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's absurd. How old is Frank? How old is Frank? Going back to Frank Nicolina. He's got to be. T- oh, actually, no. He's super young. He's 21. I right. say Frank He's 26. I keep clicking on these stupid players and all these sounds keep coming out of nowhere. We back to amateur hour here. Put your speakers on silent. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going on mute. I'm going on mute for the, podcast. for the rest of the episode. Look, and I know things are a little lax in Dallas, but you know we're still uh, oh we New York here, baby. New York. Yeah. All right. So Over to lose it. <laughs> Over to lose it, buddy. All right, so speaking of surprises, I think we have a couple of more that we'd, uh, we want to jump into. Uh, I think the first one, it, it's not a surprise for me because I didn't think they were going to be good going into the year, uh, but the Golden State Warriors suck big time. Uh, it's sad, but... Is it? We, no, it's not sad. Well, it's... Yeah, it's not, it's not sad. Like, fuck it's you. not sad, yeah. Fuck you. But... Well, like what I think is really funny is Joe Lacob came out and he's like had some like ridiculous quote about how anti-tanking they are. We don't tank. We don't ever tank. I'm never going to tank. But your team is made up of G League players. Steph Curry broke his hand. The next game, D'Angelo Russell's out. And then Draymond Green, like in air quotes, hurt his hand or foot or shoulder or something and is out for a couple games dude like shut up you also tanked to get harrison barnes in in whatever the fuck year that was like yeah you have a history of doing this just Just, i don't like when people think they're fucking too cool yeah well 
honestly, what is so bad about tanking? Like yeah. your team sucks. Like you want to get the number one. Like look at the Knicks. This is what we don't do. We never, we are always like, oh, we're not going to tank. We're not going to tank. Then we get the eighth pick and drank and draft Frank Nicolina. You know, like it, it's yeah, tank. Then when you come back next year, you're going to have Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and a top three pick, which is insane. Now, do you think they make a trade at all or no? Yeah, I I, I think that if they're going to go this route, I think you could see D'Angelo and Draymond getting traded okay so i could see them trading russell because it's just a lot of overlap and it's clearly not about this year so like you're coming out next year with like you're not going to play a one two like three of steph with d'angelo and, and clay so you're going to trade like you know what i mean like you're not going to bring russell off the bench for a max deal i don't know it doesn't make any sense yeah but i don't know i don't know if they trade Draymond. I'm very to curious to see if they trade. They just gave him a max deal. That's true. They just gave him max deal. And because they gave him the max deal, they can't trade him for six months. He got the deal so late in the offseason that by the time he's traded, like eligible, there's only like two days before the trade deadline. Yeah. So it has to be like something they're kind of doing on the D on the DL. And then they just kind of like, all right, fuck it. He's out. See you later. Which happens all the time. So it's very possible. Yeah. I mean, I think it's possible. I also think he's, it's Draymond green. I mean, you know what you're getting from him. He's not really going to score. He's not really, you know, this great shooter. He's that intangible, like passer rebounder, you know, defensive player of the year type player. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams in the NBA that would, you know, want to add that type of like glue guy to their team. Mm -hmm. And I could definitely see the Warriors, you know, at least listening on offers there. And if someone offers the right package. Atop your head, where do you want to see Draymond? Because I have a team, but I'm curious what you say. Honestly, I see him going to like a team like, like the Hawks, something like that. Oh, like a rebuilding team. Like a rebuilding team that that's like a couple pieces away, but like he can help the young guys and like he sets a tone. See, I was going to say like an already made team that needs a dude to just like start screaming at people. And that's Portland. <sighs> dude, throw him on Portland? Yeah. That'd be sick. That's, yeah, that would, that'd be fun to watch. Because they have like a – Flash Brothers 2.0 right there. I'm saying, like, it's a very similar team. They play, like, a similar kind of offense. Like, it would be, uh, be very interesting. I don't watch a lot of Portland games, but anytime I do, they're really, like, I would love to have Damian Lillard in New York. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's definitely – it's Chuck City. Like, all they do is Chuck. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, so some other teams. Dude, yo, Jokic is fat. Yeah, you guys, he's getting a little chunky. He was never skinny, but, like, he's kind of bordering on, like, Glenn Davis. Like, I'm, like, a fat NBA player. Yeah, I think he's, he's really just turned on to, like, the whole dad bod thing right now. He, he's not, like, the most athletic dude. He just kind of, like, gets it done somehow, but, like, He's really pushing it right now. Yeah, he is like teetering on the edge of like, like, like simmer down. 
start running, stop eating five cheeseburgers, eat three. Like, <laughs> uh, come on now, Nicola. I mean, they have the pieces around him that he, you know, he might, you know, he doesn't really have to be like the guy there, right? Like he, he just, you know, goes in the paint, gets his buckets, gets some rebounds. Great passer for a big man. I mean, they have, they're just a really like well put together team. But yeah, I definitely think that, you know, if he's still putting on that weight, you know, come playoff time and come like end of the season, that's really going to affect this game. Yeah. And then uh, seeing the Rockets currently in eight, if you 150 points to the fucking Wizards in four quarters. Unbelievable. What? What? That's such incredible. Like, I saw that score. I think I texted it to you, too. I was like, what? Two teams scored over 150 points in four quarters of basketball. Like, was any – did anyone put a hand up the whole game? (laughs) Yeah. No, my – there was one guy, the guy that was – fucking telling the popcorn guy to come over it for so we could buy some popcorn <laughs> but you know another another team is like the miami heat like that spolstra pat riley just building a team they're back to being good again and it's fucking frustrating as hell so shout out to cammy neutron um dude the tyler fucking hero Man, yeah, a little rookie of the year buzz. I mean, if Zion's going to be a bum, like, dude, that guy's good. He's good. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I think he's Clay 2.0. I'm always skeptical of the white guy. Is, like, is he half? Is he half? I don't know. But, like, what? it's just – it's tough because, like, you're like, I don't know. Especially the white shooter, you're like, oh, I don't know. Dude, he comes. He's a killer, man. He comes out like he's he's talking shit. Like he's in people's faces. Like he, he yeah, definitely has game. The Jimmy Butler effect is for real in oh. Miami. And I remember I, we were going back and forth. I remember about Jimmy Butler and like maybe the Knicks making a run at him. And I was like, I don't want this fucking guy on the team. The only way I want him is if Kyrie comes. And now I'm just like, I wish he would have came here. He would have been perfect for New York. Yeah. Just yelling at everybody. Yeah. It's what it's all New York does. All we do is yell at people. Jimmy Ball yeah. would fit right in. Yeah, I, I know. Fucking retarded. And here we are. Here here we are. Exactly. <laughs> um I mean the Clippers are just gonna win the title, right? I think so. Paul George hasn't even played yet, right? Hasn't even fucking played. Uh, all right. So Ky- Kawhi Leonard is who we thought he was. He is the best player in the game. The dude is – he's a machine. I Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he is he, an instant meme whenever he touches a microphone. It's amazing. I saw one uh, – of like some little kid going to grab uh, his dad's slice of pizza, and it just cuts to uh, Kawhi going, "Hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> He's gold, man. He is gold. Have you seen the Clippers commercial for like the season? Yeah, they really kind of like like he plays into his like robot theme. Yeah, 
it's good. It's really good. And I'm glad he kind of plays into it. It doesn't like Paul George is horrendous in that video. <laughs> you, you know that he was in like wherever they do to like wherever they sit before the scene and just like practicing that one line that he had for like fucking a half hour to an hour. Yeah, hey, hey, George. I mean, hey, Paul, all you gotta do is say yes. Or yes, yes. <laughs> y- yes? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, what's, like, what is my character feeling? Like, just say <laughs> the word, dude. Have I made three straight buckets and I think I'm on fire? Or <laughs> is it um, more like a Marv Albert yes? Or more of just something else? I, dude, they're gonna win. They, they are incredible. Like, they're so deep. They have two, like, starting fives, basically. It's ridiculous. Just, uh, like, their crunch time five, like, they could play a traditional big. They could play small. They haven't even seen Paul George and Kawhi on the wings yet, which is, like, the most important. They have a bunch of goons on that team. Crunch time five, when you're trying to get a stop. Yeah. Kawhi, Beverly, and uh, Montrez Harrell. Yep. Come on. Dude, I like Landry Shamet. Uh, yeah, that was a bad trade for uh, the 76ers. No, I want to know what was on that call where they were like, you know what, we want Shamet too. Because, like, he would have been vital for that team right now. Yeah, he's a really good player. It, I feel like that was like a throw-in. And, and the Lakers, the same thing where they just traded, uh, what's his name, Zubak or whatever the hell? to the Clippers for, like, a second-round pick just because they needed more salary. Like, that dude's young and he's good. I love everyone making a big deal about Dwight Howard right now. Yeah. Let's just wait. Just wait until midseason. I can't wait until he starts, like, getting on everybody's nerves. And then, oh, my God, all these memes. Should should Dwight be a starter? Should they move him in a starting lineup? Yeah, move him in a starting lineup. They don't start demanding fucking post-touches. He never learned a hook shot. Uh, fuck him. Fuck that team. It's not nice, dude. Don't talk about Dwight like that. Dude, if That's I saw MVP him, right there. If I saw him, I would make fun. I would say something like derogatory. You got it. Like stop braiding your hair too, dude. Come on. Do you know what I would do if I was him? I would give him the Kobe. I would just look at him and shake my head and just say soft. Soft. <laughs> soft. soft. Dude, and you know what's funny? He, dude, he knows. He would know exactly what that meant. Oh yeah, and he would probably cry too. Yeah, and then like pummel me into the fucking ground. I will say, I don't think I've ever seen him this skinny. He's like, it's, it's odd, right? He looks like he's swimming in that jersey. Fucking vegan Dwight. Is that what happened? He's vegan now. I don't know. I I just. I, I kind of, I don't know. I just, I kind of ran with that one. I have no idea. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let, let's, let's cap this off a little bit. What's one thing that you think uh, that people should watch out for, for the rest of the season? <sighs> it pains me to say this, um, but I'm, listen, your team, well, your local team has always been near and dear to my heart. Back to the old uh, Dirk Nash, Michael Finley days. I have been a Mavericks guy 
for a long time. So it's nice to see Doncic being a fucking Mac daddy. Yeah, triple double. Did you see that Friday night game versus the Lakers? Yeah. Did you see LeBron post game? Yeah, well, he's like, you're a bad dude or something like that, right? Yeah, they picked it up on the mic. It was hysterical. He's like, you're a bad m- motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it was it is, so man. good. But, like, dude, he is. And Porzingis is still a fucking bitch. Yep. Six, you're 7'3", can't get a goddamn re- rebound. But, like – And he's soft, too. Like, no matter, like, his body is so big that no matter how much weight he puts on, he's still going to get pushed around. He is. And, like – he has to be the more mobile big. When yeah. he plays a mobile big like first Anthony Davis, he's done. Yeah. He's done. First, uh, like Carl Anthony Towns, he's done. Embiid, done. Like, he can't – yeah, he can't do that shit. He needs to play versus, like, fucking Omar Ashik or some shit every fucking night. Omar but Ashik. I'm trying to think of, like, a big retard. But, like, um, I want to look out for them. I like that team. And, uh, hmm, give me a, you know what? <laughs> Eastern Conference. I wanted an Eastern Conference one, too. Dude, I'm all up on the 76ers. I'm yeah. All over it. All they're, over it. They're going to be good. Uh, I think the one thing that people need to watch out for for the rest of the year is all this Kyrie mumbo jumbo always in the paper about something. He doesn't like his teammates. He does like his teammates. He doesn't want to talk to the media. He doesn't, you know. Now, did you actually read that article or no? Yeah, the one from Jackie McMullen in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was like a sentence that the media completely blew out of a proportion. Yeah, it's the best. She wrote this whole article about how great it is, how much he's enjoying Brooklyn, how much fun he's having and he looks so happy. And then she wrote one little thing about how he had a mood swing in China and people were confused. And then it literally was like, yeah, but everyone's okay now and they love him and everything's great. And the media was like, he hates Brooklyn. He doesn't know what to do. Like, yeah, like they, they really blew that up. But um, I want that team to crash and burn. Yeah. I think every Nick fan wants to see that happen. And I mean, they're not good. They're not yeah. like this. They're going to be, at best, they're going to be what the Celtics were last year. At best. At best. At worst, I could see them like eighth seed, first round knockout. But I don't know. Spencer Dinwiddie's just not going to get it done for me. I don't know about you. When your star player drops 50 in a loss, that's an issue. And that's what he was doing in Boston, right? Like, he's he's a great player. He's not a player that could do it himself. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, all right, man. With that, what do you say we kick, to kick it off to a uh, little shake your yeah. tail feather? Yeah. All right, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.